Deep in the heart of Appalachia, guys set on a quest to create the greatest podcast. Uh, sorry, dude. I thought we agreed on the correct pronunciation of Appalachia. No, dude. We, we've talked about this. We've talked about this over and over and over. It's, it's pronounced Appalachia. Listen, freaking angels and the women got together. That's how we got Bigfoot. That's how we got vampires. That's why we got all of this stuff. These ancient Appalachian mountains that are literally older than bones. There's old entities here. You start finding out more about them, they start finding out more about you. Good Lord, sir. (laughs) This goose has gone rabbit. You think you're just going to run up with your little sword on the king of the goose squad? Listen, the old entities of Middle Appalachia are unexplainable. Mm. They are eerie. Breach. And they are one of these things that will keep us, the hill folks, and the people who live in the area constantly searching for answers. Mm that they probably will never, ever find. And this is why we love Appalachian Intelligence. Hey there, Hill folk, and welcome back to another episode of Appalachian Intelligence. Uh, We're so thankful that you guys could join us again for another week, for another installment. Uh, We really appreciate you guys. We really, really do. Uh, we, uh, We were ranked in the top 50. Actually, we got to 40th in our category in the United States last week. So we don't get there and we don't have that without you guys tuning in and listening and downloading and leaving the ratings and reviews and and doing all the social media sharing. And for all that, we're super thankful. We hope that this podcast continues to grow so we can keep building content. We can keep building on some things and and some rabbit trails that we're following and, and growing from. We really appreciate you guys. Uh, with you as always, your hosts, Justin, Ryan, and Lance. And today we have a really, really special guest. Um, I met this young lady a few weeks back, uh, probably, well, shoot, probably a month, month and a half ago now. Um, me and my family were staying. We were camping at our local campground, and, and this young lady and her family were staying at the campground. Uh, and we started talking just about weird stuff because that's, y'all know by this point, that's, that's what I talk about is the weird stuff. And her family starts sharing these stories. And next thing I know, probably three or four hours had gone by. And we were still, I was still collecting all of these stories from this family. Uh, this young lady came by a little later and started giving some of her accounts, some of her personal accounts, and was literally blowing my mind with some of the things that she was telling me. Now, there's going to be some things that she talks about in this that uh, you know, usually we have guests come on here that I don't know the stories they're going to tell. I don't know what they're going to say. So I'm, I'm being surprised as the story's unfolding and I'm able to ask questions there. Now, with this one, we're going to go like I've never heard this before because <laughs> I'm sure that the second time around hearing some of these things is just going is going to be just as awesome as the first time. But with that, I've got some questions already that I know that I want to ask. And I'm sure Ryan and Lance are going to have some questions. 
I'm sure I'll come across something I want to ask. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. But with us today, we have Tessa. Tessa, how are you? Good. How are you guys? Doing we are good. Great. Doing Thanks for coming good. on, Tessa. Glad to have you. Welcome. So, Tessa, I gave a little rundown of how we uh, how we met and how we started story swapping and, and sharing all these things. And like I told you before we started recording, we can do this however you want to do it, but I'm going to let you take it away and start sharing some of the stories and uh, we'll just let the conversation roll as it goes. So uh, it's all you. Okay. Starting about eight years old, we moved from where I was born in Virginia to the house my dad was raised in where my grandfather died and moving in there was a few things and my sister's boyfriend seen a man looking through the door you know hey how are you can I help you with something and he didn't answer he just walked away then he went and talked to my parents and was like, hey, there's this man in your yard. He was on your porch and he described the man. And we had a picture of my papa that looked just like what he was wearing. Then I started having like night terrors. It was like dreams where crazy things happened. It was so realistic. When the dream would start, my bedroom would look the exact same as it did when I went to sleep. My day clothes were in the floor in the corner. My door was open. The TV was on. The show that I put on was still going. And uh, this happened for about, until I was about 12, for every night in the beginning of the week, the first week of that month, every month, that weekend would be a dream. It happened for about a good while until I was 12. And um, it would be these people would come in, they'd cut holes in my roof and just drop down and they take me. These men, I never seen a face, not a finger, nothing. They were in full black masks, uh, full black bodysuits. They were all very tall, lanky. Not a single one was any different, all the same height. All lanky, long arms, long legs, short torso, all the same. They'd grab me and they would take me to this big facility. It, was, it just looked like this big old hospital that was t- torn down. It was janky. And they would like experiment on us. There'd be different ages of people, different kinds, you know. And they would, some of us would, not have an arm or not have an ankle like not foot they just cut parts off of us and we were all on like a back patio outside of a door they were all chained up together we were all linked together with this big roll of chain and they'd bring out a plate of food every night they'd sit they'd come in sit it down walk out and that we would just fight over the food like 10 20 people would go after the food some was crawling because they didn't have legs. Some was just eating with their mouths on the plate because we didn't have arms. 
It's crazy. So the first one, I woke up and my arm was hurting. My arm hurt so bad. I screamed and I cried. I ran to my mom, you know, mom, this. She didn't believe me for the longest time. I thought I was insane. And then the opposite arm would be cut off. Something different every time. None of us ever went inside the building. They'd come in and lock the door, set the food down and leave. The door was locked. We'd all try to open the door. Nothing happened. The same thing happened and went on until I was about 12. Same dreams. They'd come in, look the same, cut an arm off, leave. When I was about 11 or 12 was the last dream that I'd ever had. That night they came in, same as always. The room looked the same. Throughout this, I was thinking, you know, I'm going to change my room. I'm going to change the theme. I went from horses to Paris and my room would change. Everything would change. The wall color would change. Everything. Last time they came in and they cut a arm off right at the wrist. They brought in food like it was normal. And right about when it would end, they, two or three of the men rushed in, started talking jibber jabber. They took me, took me into the warehouse. It was the first time I'd ever seen it. And like these men in suits had raided the facility they strapped a bomb to my chest and had me hide under a desk when they come barging in the man looked at the lady at the desk sitting there and started yelling at her you know a bunch of words and I exploded the bomb I woke up nothing's happened since and I had a single drink Holy crap. See, I never got to hear any of that. I wasn't there yet. That's nuts, Tessa. They Tessa, they tell you to like they just give you the bomb. You just knew what to do. I just pressed the button. So you said when these guys were talking that it was it was kind of like a vest. It was like a vest. I they strapped it on, just the front part. I had kind of like straps going around my back to keep it on they tighten the straps ran the wire down my arm and put this little button in my hand and i just push it and then i just heard the sound of it and i woke up and no other dreams since then no no other dreams of that nature since then nope not a single nightmare not a single night terror nothing like that like I have dreams here and there about something crazy, but not a And they haunted me. I was at one point, once it started happening every month, every Thursday night, I wouldn't go to sleep. I hated going to sleep. Well, yeah, I'm sure. (laughs) I would hate going to sleep too. If I knew that men were going to come cut a hole in my roof and take me and cut my limbs off. Yeah. I think I'm pretty sure I would just not sleep on Thursdays, the first Thursday of the month either. Either it's nuts. <laughs> so Sorry, you said he's got a spider descending on my I... head. That's what I was freaking out. Was that one of those uh reanimated <laughs> head spiders like trying to pick up my headset or something? Like, yeah, 
<laughs> so you said these guys they they were just talking jibber jabber was gibberish. So you never could understand anything that they were saying. I mean, if they no, right now me, I don't remember not a thing they'd ever said. But in the dream, it was like I knew what they said. I knew what I had to do. I knew I needed to walk to that door and get under that counter and blow up the place. Hmm. You know what? This reminds me a lot of what our homies. But I can't remember not a single thing that I've ever said. My gosh, this reminds me a lot of what our homies Hollow Sky was saying today. I listened to uh, what was that project, uh, Serpo? Yeah, yeah, and the uh, the uh, E Bins or something like that is what they yeah. call them the little gray guys, but they were all short torso, long fingers, long limbs. Well, now, not not to try to freak you out, Tessa. That's because I'm I'm really not trying to I'm not trying to freak you out in any way, shape, or form any more than what those experiences already did. But have you ever thought about the possibility that maybe those might have been like abduction cases, like? Maybe you were being actually, maybe it wasn't a dream. Maybe you were actually being abducted and taken to do these things. They like, they felt real. And when I woke up, my body would hurt and I would be hungry. And, you know, I never thought about it being anything. I ended up having to go to a, um, like a therapist, not to maybe three years ago. And I had brought up these night terrors and she had no idea what to say, nothing to do. She was like, well, it's normal for everybody to have dreams. It's like, yeah, but these just wasn't dreams. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what's the therapist really supposed to say? Like if I was that therapist, I'd be like, look, <laughs> you're being abducted by gray aliens and they're taking you an experiment on you <laughs> and using your body parts for uh, their human hybrid breeding program. <laughs> yeah. And, she- uh, <laughs> yeah that's uh it's normal for everybody to have dreams but not the same dream on the same night for what four years almost yeah that, that's not normal a long time no I, I will say this though every time i get sick i have the same dream even since i was a little kid and it's i hate that dream <laughs> i can't even explain what it is it's just the way things move in that dream i hate it but every time i get sick no. or a fever i have the same dream for the longest time i wouldn't talk about it to anybody because they would just look at me and be like you're crazy and i'm like sorry so i just wouldn't talk about it i've not talked about it since 12 or 13 uh, until i don't I think sat down I, don't, with I don't think you're crazy i think you were abducted some several times because every story we've heard on every other podcast talking about abductions and everything I've ever read about abductions, especially the coming through the ceiling. Like that happens a lot. In they abduction. would cut a little hole. Gosh, it's nuts, man. Oh my gosh. So after being abducted, what else <laughs> happened in your life? Like Jesus Christ. Well, hold on. I don't want to move. I don't want to move away from this yet. I don't want to move away just yet. I don't. I, I don't want to do this. I, I want to stay right here just just for a minute. 
Okay. Just for a minute. When these things were going on, were there any other kind of things that were going on, you know, during sleep? So like any kind of sleep paralysis, anything of that nature going on? No. So you never you've never experienced any kind of sleep paralysis nope. or anything? We're trying to push demons, Lance or Justin. No, I'm not. I mean, I, not sorry, Lance. Not in that same time period. Not in the same time period, but I have had it happen recently. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, let's get into that if you don't mind. Okay. It was one night. It was about two thirty, three o'clock. And this is when I was working at Food City and I had to pull an early shift. It was like 730 to 12. It was long. And I was like, God, I'm going to have to get up early. I'm going to have to get to bed. And I just couldn't sleep. So I had some extra strength melatonin. I just popped half of it. I just chewed half of it. thinking I don't need to sleep in late. Let's chewed half. And it wasn't like I was asleep. I was not asleep at all. I had laid down. And I just looked over to my right. And there was this lady in a gown. Like, she looked like she came out of a psych ward. There was this lady in a gown, long black hair. Her hair looked like it was matted, hadn't been brushed in months. Took a needle, pushed it, gave her something. This lady, she got on top of my chest, was going insane. My dog was barking. Mom was yelling at me, Tessa, make your dog shut up. And I couldn't move. My arms were laid flat on the bed something was on them i couldn't move at all so are you you thinking boo hag that's exactly what i'm thinking (laughs) so you you're not asleep you look over there's this nasty stringy black hair lady standing in your corner this old hag looking lady yeah she jumps on your chest did you did you say something about a needle yes okay so she wasn't like standing in my corner like she was sitting with her knees up and her arms are wrapped around and she's just sitting like this and i looked over at her and she looks at me and this doctor walked in and put a needle in her arm and like shot her up like she got shot up started eating me (laughs) Holy crap. What in the world? You guys got to move. You, you got to get out Thinking of there. Thinking about it again. Started eating me. Kind of giggles afterwards. Like, she was eating me. So, oh my gosh, this is, I don't even know what to say. Okay. So, uh, okay. So, obviously, there's tons and tons of cases of sleep paralysis all around the world have been for thousands of years documented. And most of the time, more often than not, there are two things to, to whatever you want to call them that, that are seen during these sleep paralysis incidents. That is a, an old lady, night hag, boo hag kind of, whatever, or a shadow figure, hat man, shadow man, 
you know, one of these things. So yeah, it, it, it's been reported, but here's, here's the thing. It's one of those things when science tries to explain it away, they say, Oh, well, it's just something your brain does. We don't know. I don't like that. I don't like that answer. I don't like, you know, it's just something your brain does. Well, I mean, how do you know? So, but this one, yours is more unique in the way that you have this night hag kind of lady, but it still seems like it's kind of intertwined with what we believe here. We don't know for sure may have been these abduction incidents where you have like this doctor looking figure come in and shoot her up with a needle because the way you're describing these, these tall lanky men coming in and these all black masks, it's almost, and, and taking you to this facility where they're performing surgery, you know, it's kind of like in a doctor fashion. So it's almost like, yeah, gosh, that is, that is wild. That is wild. Okay, so this house, the house that we're talking about now, that this stuff happened in. Yeah. It's it's the one that your grandpa died in, correct? Yes. uh, He was, like, bedridden for the longest time, like, kind of like hospice. They had a hospital bed sitting up in my mom and dad's room, and they had to hang, like, IVs from the ceiling. There's still holes there. That's where he died. So he he had hospice. Where was his where was his room? Um it went my bedroom and then the living room and then their room. So the only thing separating it was the living room. Okay. All right. I'm just trying to get a I'm just trying to get a picture. I wasn't going. So has anything else went on in this house? Yes. <laughs> Um, I was getting ready for school one night and I went to go shower and our house was like a big L, like you could run circles in our house. So I went the back way from my bedroom to the bathroom and I took a shower and I wrapped myself up in a towel. I had my hair up and I walked through my bathroom and opened the door from my bathroom to my bedroom. And I just stood there and I looked and there was this, it wasn't like a white, it was like, I could see through it. It was everything you would think a ghost would be, a spirit or whatever. It was like a mist of fog in my bedroom that was a figure and it looked just like my grandmother. She turned at me, she looked at me and I said, hey, Mamaw. And she walked right through, she just fainted through the wall. She just left. And then I would go to sleep some nights and I would just wake up with this odd feeling. And I'd look, I'd sit up and this figure would be sitting like on my the edge of my bed. And we'd sit there and, you know, we'd talk and I'd ask her questions and she'd answer and she'd disappear and I'd lay back down and go to bed and and in the middle of our conversation she looked at me and she just looked worried she had this awful look on her face and she just left and it was like when she it was in a hurry and 
it actually knocked my a baby doll that I had on my toy chest. It knocked my glass baby doll off and it broke one of its legs. <laughs> Listen, the, okay. the casual nature that you, that you are eaten by boo hags. I can't get over it. Like Talking to ghosts abducted by aliens. You're just like, ha ha. I'm like. Listen, like it's happened for since I was eight. So I'm like, okay. You know, Tessa, whatever. If, I, if I got attacked but, by a dog every day since I was eight, I would still be terrified of dogs. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> See, I wouldn't have. I'd have been scared if I would have seen a ghost in my room that was just a figure. But like her face was so descri- descriptive, I could see her short, curly gray hair. I could see her bright, fat, rosy red cheeks, and I could. See the shape of her nose like I knew it was my grandma that's crazy so she looked scared and then she <laughs> fled out of the room was this yeah. what, what time frame did this happen in did this happen before it was when I was still it was in the middle of my night tears so like 9 or 10 like I was still having them but she just looked terrorized. Like her whole facial expression just dropped. Like if I told you right now, something bad happened, like your face would just, you're like, her soul left her body and she just left. Wow. That is, I don't think you told me that one before. <laughs> so I'm, I'm kind of like mine, my brain's <laughs> melting right now. Okay, so we have. We well, have, you didn't tell me we were going to be on a podcast, so I couldn't tell you everything. Well, I'm glad that you didn't. I'm glad that you didn't. I love hearing these fresh stories. But what's what's getting me right now is I know how many other stories, and not all of them are yours or from your perspective personally. So you know, I appreciate you sharing what's happened to you personally. But I'm really glad to hear these that I haven't heard yet. Okay, so so back to all right. So she gets up, she That's flees. Okay. Like I have so many. Yeah. So she flees from the room. She knocks over a glass baby doll that actually breaks. Which tells me that there was some form of actual mass matter you know, physicality to this apparition of your grandmother that you're seeing and, and communicating with. Now, when you were talking, asking, she was talking back, right? Like you were having a conversation. Like it was a porcelain baby doll that laid on her stomach. She had a little blanket that went with her. And my grandmother actually gave it to me. It was a little blanket and she laid on her stomach like she was trying to crawl. And when she left the room, she fell over and it broke her leg and got woke. And I was too tired. I didn't get up. I was like, okay. So I went back to bed and I woke up and I was like, oh man, my baby doll's broke. <laughs> like my baby broke. Did she leave the room or did she go back into the doll? Nope. I don't, I mean, she looked like she left. I just melted my own mind, Justin. Now I'm terrified <laughs> of dolls. Oh, I've always been terrified of dolls. <laughs> I mean, think about so scary. 
Yeah, for real. Think about that. She fled that direction and it caused the doll to fall and break its leg. Like, yeah. Maybe it was like Ghostbusters when they get caught in the trap. That says you ever wake up in your night terrors with your legs hurting? Yeah. Like, if I would have lost a leg, my leg would hurt. Or if I lost an arm, my arm would hurt. You said that this conversation, I guess, all that, that you had with your apparition of your grandmother, that was going on during all your night terrors, correct? Or your, your nightmares, I guess, yeah. right? You're correct. It was the same time period. I don't know, boys. I just think there's a lot of just weird that, like, you start hearing the stories and then you start piecing things together. Like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it is all, I don't know. It's it's incredibly synchronistic. Did what? you just say, did you just use that S word? Lance just said synchronistic. That's never, a big one. He, he hates that word, Tessa. Just yeah, so I do. Tessa, I, I don't even word. know what that means. Yeah, <laughs> everything <laughs> is synchronizing. Everything's um, tying together. I can say coincidental. Oh. Yeah, it's the, kind of the same. It's the same thing. Coincidental. Okay, it's, the same, it. it's kind of the same thing. But just the fact that, like, yeah. she would wake up from her night terrors with her body parts hurting that she lost during her nightmares, right? And we're calling them abductions, maybe possibly. And then just the fact that, like, she's having this conversation with an apparition that looks like her grandmother. But when her (laughs) grandmother looks worried and leaves, the baby doll's leg is broken. Yeah. There's a lot of correlations of things. It's just, I don't know. It's like omens. Like, I mean, to me, like, maybe grandmother was trying to help her through this time. Like, does it do do these things that are attacking her operate on the same plane as a physical soul that's left? I don't know. Like, maybe it wasn't aliens. I don't know. It sounded like aliens to me, like all the other abductions. This is, ah, gosh, Tessie, you're blowing my mind. It's got, I always solve the case, and I don't think this is going to get solved. That's, <laughs> I've got 13 different answers. Okay, Tessa, so. <laughs> We've not even made it to the new house. Yeah, let's, let's, <laughs> let's, if you're ready to move on to the new house, oh, poor, let's. Poor, 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 poor soul. <laughs> <laughs> So this is the, this is the house. We've had to deal with this much. <laughs> so this we're, we're moving into the house that I've been to, right? Yes, the house that my grandmother, after my grandfather died, she remarried and bought a new house with her new husband, and she died there. And is this the same grandmother that you saw and talked to and broke the baby? Dang, this, this new right. house that oh. I'm living in now. Is this the same grandmother that you saw in your bedroom and had the conversation with and the whole thing? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right, so we'll move on to the new house if you're ready to move on. Okay. It had really happened at first when we moved to the new house. It was just odd. 
being in the house that my grandmother died in that I've had conversations with since she's died or, you know, seen her since she's died. So we were all sitting around the table, the kitchen table, and playing like a family game night. We were playing Monopoly. It was me, my dad, my mother, my brother, and my first cousin, Kayla, which has stayed with me since I was like eight. She's practically lived with us. And we were all just playing Monopoly, going on about our day. And we had got a phone call on the um, house phone. It wasn't like a call. Like, you know how you can page from house phone to house phone? Yeah. So the garage house page, and, you know, we answered it, and there was no one there. So we just hung it up. And then we were all frantic. We were like, who called us from the garage? You know, no one's in the garage. We went outside, looked in the garage. And back in, we sat back down. We were like, oh, okay, it's nothing. Just playing it off as something. And we get back to playing. And we have a screen door going from the kitchen to the den. And we had it latched because we have cats in there. It's like the cat room. So the latch had popped up and the door had opened and slammed shut. The spring had slammed it shut. Wow. Yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. And I guess it wasn't like the cats wouldn't have been able to pop a latch up off of the door. It was like a hook latch, right? Yeah, it's a hook latch, and it's like five, six foot up from the floor to the door where it's latched on. Yeah, it's definitely not a cat. It could be a big cat, Lance. <laughs> okay, so uh, I don't think I have an explanation for that one other than something ghostly. Well, at least it didn't eat you after. Yeah. Point real. I know. <laughs> and the mom just played off as, oh, y'all stop freaking out. It's the cats. The cats are in the den. The lock is in the kitchen. It's definitely the cats. And uh, just for everyone out there, when I met her folks, her mom is even more of a skeptic than me. Like, she pushes it hard. <laughs> like, there's got to be an answer for all this. This is nonsense. Well, yeah, that's that, why. Her dad's like, no, it's ghost. <laughs> and he saw me. I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. He definitely saw me. Mom's like, it's the cats. <laughs> Well, that's why I made the cat comment because I'm hoping that Deb tunes in and listens to this thing. And I want her to know that there are all the hill folk out there thinks that she's dead wrong. So <laughs> uh, Sorry, it, it, it could have been a cat, Deb. I'm going to stay on her good side. <laughs> yep. All right, that's sis. All right. So what else you got from the. From the new house. New house. Um, just recently, the um, I was walking from my bedroom, late night snack, midnight snack. I got hungry. I went to get some Pringles. And I was walking through the hallway, and I look into the living room outside. We have a big bay window. And at the time, we had our camper parked in the driveway. 
and we had the floodlight on so we could see, you know, the floodlight came on. And I look out the window and I just glance and I, I almost pee myself. I back past the corner where I can't see nothing. And I take some deep breaths. I'm like, oh God, you know, there's nothing there. I look around the corner and there's like this camping chair looking thing sitting at the corner of our camper looking into our bay window. I step back again. I'm like, I'm half asleep. This ain't right. I go back and it is this man in this camping chair. He had navy and white flannel on. It was buttoned up all the way. And it had blue jeans on and like old laced up work boots. And he's sitting there in the camping chair. And I go back to my bedroom and I'm sitting on the edge of the bed and I'm contemplating like I'm really hungry. There's something in the driveway. I need to go tell mom. Like that's how realistic it looked. I was like, mom, there's this man sitting in our driveway. She was like, Tessa, no, there's not. Go back to bed. Leave me alone. Well, I walk back in there and I'm like, okay, okay you know, maybe she's right. There's nothing there. I walk back in there and it's gone. There's nothing there. So was the camping chair, it, it nope. wasn't even there? What? Nothing. Just stage of the camper. <laughs> okay, so when you go by the first time and, and second time and look out this bay window, you see a camping chair at the corner of your camper with a man in a white flannel button-up shirt, blue jeans and work boots, plain as day sitting there. Yeah, just sitting there. And you go back and there's nothing, nothing at all. Just looking into our window like it's a casual, regular, everyday thing. Oh, my gosh. This. <laughs> oh, gosh. I know one thing for sure. If I'm ever going to get to see a ghost, I'm going to need Connor and Tessa to go on a ghost hunt with me. Well, I'll tell you just from a little bit of experience, okay, just a little bit. I had both of them around for just a few minutes one night, and they were pretty much making a street light talk to them. It was friggin' weird. We did. We scared everybody that night. So this street light, and it's the same one, Ryan, that down at the campground where Tessa's at right now. It's the same one that we started talking that night, and it blinked out and, and started kind of blinking on and off while we were talking about weird stuff. Yeah. Okay, well, I stayed down there for, well, the camper was there for a month. I stayed down there quite a bit during that month, and I watched this street light every night, and it never it never did that, except for when we were under it talking that, that stuff or when Tessa and Connor and there was a little group of us were out there and they started they started communicating with the ether and the streetlight started talking to them. Not literally talking, but they were like, hey, if anybody's around, you know, come on. It would blink a couple times and then boom, come on. And then they would say, Okay, you can cut it off. Now you can let it go. Now the middle of the night, street light should stay on, right? Wrong. It would cut off. It, was it was it a, a pattern to it at all? To the light? Yeah. No, the only pattern was when they told it to do whatever and it would do it. 
Mr. Morse code, do you know? I know SOS. That's it. Okay. But yeah, we're uh we'll study up on next time you hop down there. Well, getting into having Tessa and Connor around. I'll let Tessa talk a little bit about a certain landmark that's around her house that I went and checked out and found extremely interesting. And it was me, Tessa's dad, and Connor and Tessa that went and checked this place out. So, Tessa, you can talk about that if you'd like. Hi. Behind the house that we live in now, there's like a 600-acre old strip job. And we have four-wheeler trails that go throughout it. And we have known that this thing has been there since I've been a little girl. There's this old cemetery in the middle of nowhere. It's in just a little circle, flat spot in the middle of the woods. It is middle of nowhere. There's no ATVs through it at night. Go fast, you know. We joke about it, like, oh, you're going to wake up the ghost. Be funny about it. Well, one night, we were all racing around the um, cemetery. And I was riding with my cousin, Isaiah Justice, and he just stops. He just stops the ATV. And I look at him like, what are you doing? Why are we stopping? And he goes, do you hear that? And I was like, no, what is it? And he was like, well, be quiet for a minute and you'd hear it. So I sit there and we turn the ATV off and we just listen. And it's this lady yelling, help me. I need help. Help. Help me. Please help me. Go on on. And my brother's there. He's pulling up and he's like, why? And we're like, Tanner, turn your ATV off. Do you hear this? And he turned his off and he listened and he heard it. Well, at this point, we're scared. We turn our ATVs on and we just fly out of there. A cemetery in the dark now. Like, it's just scary. And this cemetery that she's talking about, I went and checked this place out. And the most recent date, uh, the a date of death at this cemetery, and I've got some pictures that I may post if that's totally up to Tessa, if she's okay with me posting pictures of this cemetery. Uh, yeah. Thank you. But the most recent date, I'm thinking, is 19, 1908. Is that right, Tessa? Yeah. And then there's like an 1863, something crazy. So, and like, there's some headstones where there's names and dates carved out that a verse, and there's some that's so old, they're just rocks. Like, there's nothing carved on them. It's just a rock laid in the ground. But you can tell that they're definitely like headstones and footstones because there's no other rock on this little, nope. this little flat that she's talking about that is literally in the middle of the woods. There's no other rock there. Nope. So you have these, these bigger type of rock and some of them is just like sandstone with names and dates carved into the sandstone. It's not even like a, a, a real headstone. 
And the most recent ones, like I said, are. And then they have footstones. Yeah. And it's almost like at the front, like as you, if you were walking into like the front of the cemetery, it goes like oldest in the front to most recent in the back. And the most recent, like I said, is 1908. It was Amos. Yeah. This is boy Amos. And boy Amos. They started digging and doing some some looking up at the records and all this stuff, and they found a couple of the names that that were there and in there. But the weird thing, like about all that, is is I'm not trying to dive too deep into the cemetery, but it, it literally is in the middle of nowhere. It's not near a creek or a river, like you would think. You know, a, a homestead or, or something that would have been there would be closer to a source of water than, and it'd be a heck of a long way to drill a well. <laughs> You're on top of a mountain. <laughs> but uh, right next to this place, and and sorry, Tessa, if I'm if I'm steering this ship in a direction that you don't want to go, you're not ready for. You just you cut me off and start telling something else. But yeah. But also not far away from this location, I'm thinking your brother and cousin or one of his friends saw something you guys the boys had went coyote hunting and they didn't hear anything so they packed their stuff up to leave and they hear war drums and they look the way the war drums are coming from and there was this indian chief in full headdress the feathers the long thing they said the Indian chief stopped and looked at them dead in the eyes and just kept walking. And it t- had the boys so scared. They left their food, their book bags. They left everything there, got in the trucks and came home. Yes. Holy crap. The first thing that uh, pops into my mind is when uh, native uh, mythology goes into shaman and chiefs and different spirits of natives going into animals. And guess what? One of the number one ones were coyotes, the things they were hunting. Yep. It might have been like, hey, uh, don't shoot me or I'll haunt you. Yeah, not today. Yeah, holy crap. And then uh, deer season had came on in. October, November. And my cousin Kayla has a I plotted a tree stand. It's this big blind in this tree that she built. Sitting on this big flat. And she was there one night. She was not there long after dark. But somebody was on their way to pick her up. And she'd heard th- heard these war drums. She heard them clear as day. She's freaking out. And her window is open on her blinds. Well, an owl comes flying towards her window and Kayla's like leaning out of it, like waving at this owl. This owl comes right up to her window, turns around and leaves. And the wardrobe stopped and she called the person that was there to pick her up and was like, you're going to have to walk over here and get me. Like, I'm not getting out of this blind. So, boys, out of all these stories... 
out of all of them, out of all these experiences from Tessa and some of her family, y'all know this one. There's the owl. This one gets me more than than the rest, just because the owl. Now, here's the weird thing, okay? When I went up there to look at this cemetery, when Tessa and her dad were nice enough to take me and Connor up there and, and let us kind of check the place out, Jimmy, Tessa's dad, takes us over to this field where this happened, where the war drums were heard and where um, this owl came at came at Kayla in the – and it ain't even a tree stand. This is like a flipping condo. This is this – is, superior uh, it's a tree house <laughs> yeah it's superior hunting status okay <laughs> so he takes me to this field and we're standing there talking and you know we weren't even really talking about anything weird or spooky we we're just mm-hmm. you know being goofy well at the same time well uh, i heard what i thought off kind of in the distance you know, we were standing there it would have been off to like well, I don't know what directions anything would have been, but it was on up the way from where we came. I heard what sounded like singing or chanting. Now, let me remind you, Tessa just told you this is a, this is 600 acres of nothing. It's just old strip job. Nobody lives there. Nobody's, nobody's around. I hear singing or, or chanting for like, three seconds just long enough that i what the same time jimmy looks at me and says did you hear that tess am i lying nope he is and then me and connor wasn't paying attention we're like no we didn't hear that so then we all stopped talking we just started paying attention to our surroundings and then connor heard this big deep roar sounding yeah from over the hill, like the opposite direction the chanting came yep, from. it was the opposite direction. Now, if Connor was here, I would have him recreate, because I heard it, but I didn't hear it the way that he heard it, because he had started actually toward where he heard this from. He'd started toward the, the wood line, the bank, from where he heard this from. So he was a lot closer. He was probably, what, 30 or 40 yards away from us, wasn't he, Tessa? Yeah, that's about it. He was so, very close. Yeah, so so I heard it, but to me it just sounded like this this rumble, almost like it could have been like a four wheeler starting or something. But we're up there and, and nobody else is around. But Connor hears this thing, and I said, Connor, what did you hear? And he lets out this big roar, like he <laughs> I mean, says, exactly what it sounded like. That's that's as soon as you said that, I was like, man, I wish Connor was there because he would definitely roar on this podcast. Let me take let me text him and get him down here. <laughs> like it was a big, it was deep. It wasn't even like a it wasn't even like a roar. It was like a I don't know how to explain it. It's crazy. Yeah, it was. It really was. I mean, it was well, it's just weird. We go we go to this place that I'm hearing all these stories from. But we go up there, and it wasn't dark. I mean, it was by the time we explored all this place and, and got back home or got back to, to Tess's house. Yeah, it was right at the end of daylight. Yeah, but it was, I mean, 
there was still plenty of daylight left. We weren't, I mean, I thought the cemetery was, was super cool, but it wasn't like, you know, we were paranormal investigating or anything and had all this stuff. We were just checking out the property, checking out all these things they're talking about. So in just this brief amount of time, you know, we're hearing these different things and seeing all this or not seeing anything, but you're, you're hearing this stuff and you're like, wait a minute, that was, you know, that could relate to some of the things that they've seen and heard. So it was, it's nuts. I mean, it's, it's crazy. So Tessa, what else do you have any more experiences that you would like to share? Yes. When you came back from your ghost tour in West Virginia, you had showed me this ghost app that would map out like figures. So we were joking around at the campground. And I was like, oh, I'm going to take it home and I'm going to scan this house. I'm going to scan my house. Well, I downloaded the app and I went home and I tested it out on myself, made sure it worked, tested it out on my brother. I walked through my room. There's nothing. I walked through my mom's bedroom. Nothing. I walked through my brother's. There's nothing. Well, as I'm walking through the hallway, I face it into the living room and my niece has this little pink toy kitchen, this plastic kitchen set. And I got a figure standing right on the edge of this kitchen set. And it had looked like it was playing. So then I'd walked by it. And I had walked to the kitchen. There's nothing in the kitchen. I was like, I'm going to look at the backyard. So I opened the back door. And there's this figure, like, sitting in the chair. And my brother had whistled at it. And it had turned real fast and looked at us. And it left and disappeared. And then it came back like five seconds after and just sat right back in the chair. And I recorded them. And Justin has them. And with Tessa's permission, I will also post those and let you guys check those out. Man, you guys are like magnets. Ain't no guys here. This is all Tessa. I mean, I, like, yeah. Tessa and Connor, they're like magnets. It's Tessa. I don't yes. know. I don't know. We might have to have you exercise or something. <laughs> <laughs> she, said, she said she hates push-ups. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't so. do working out. <laughs> okay. For just a brief moment. This is going this is going to be goofy head on the screen. <laughs> Get this it, Connor. This is going to be captivating audio for all you hill folk out there. Connor. You can do it away from the microphone just a little bit. I want that big goofy head on the screen. But I need you to put your head about right here, okay? And I need you to recreate the roar that you heard in the field at on Tessa on their property the evening that we went to investigate. Uh, yeah. Well, whatever you heard. Well, I forgot the sound. Well, just just do it. Just do just recreate to the best of your ability what you heard. (laughs) (laughs) It laughed and everything, Connor. (laughs) All right, we're done with you. Thanks, thanks. Love you. Good night. That was as epic as I thought it would be. So that was terrible. I'm pretty sure that's not what he heard. (laughs) Sasquatch was constipated. (laughs) 
All right, Tessa. So anything else before we. I don't think so. Well, thank God. No, wait. Uh Oh, my. You've heard this one before, but we all know my mother is not going to admit to herself that it was anything. There was a time at the old house where these night terrors were happening and I see my grandmother and my papa died in that my brother was extremely, extremely sick. He was very ill. And it was, he would have to wake up throughout the night every three hours and take medicine. If not, his fever got to 103, 102, super high. Well, my mom would set her alarm clock for every three hours to make sure she'd get up and would give her his medicine. But the medicine seemed to wear off before the three-hour mark, and our house phone would ring. So when mom would look at it to see who was calling, it was us calling. It was our number, and it said Deborah Hill. It was our house phone calling our house phone. Mom would answer it. They're just breathing. There's nothing just static there was nothing on the line hello hello nothing she'd give Tanner her medicine go back to sleep three hours later phone would ring same number it was us she'd answer it give him his medicine go back to sleep the next night we went to sleep it's time for Tanner's medicine the phone rang mom was like okay well I get it hung up Gave him his medicine. And after that, the three hours came up. The phone didn't ring. Mom got up, checked his temperature, and he had broke his fever. Gosh. That's, that's pretty hard to explain away. Phones I mean, aren't alarm clocks. <clears throat> well, and, and your own number shouldn't come up on your phone. I mean, unless it was like, you know, like a, a call and a voicemail situation or something like that, your own number shouldn't just randomly call throughout the night, especially every three hours. <sighs> That's, I don't, I don't know. Tessa, Ryan's right. Y'all need, three hours, right on the dot. Y'all need like. Y'all need a pastor to come bless the house, bless the family, bless the property, bless the old property. Anywhere. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Grundy to the Catholic Church and uh, get take a super soaker and have the priest fill it up with holy water. And next time we're at the campground, I'm just every time I come by you, I'm just gonna squirt every one of these real quick. I'll pass. Yeah, you probably you probably should, Tessa, because Oh God, here we go. <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything, right? I'm not Catholics are the devil. Cutting <laughs> my, my tongue. Oh gosh. No, I we're did. not gonna get into holy wars on here. They're wrong, I'm right, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, somebody has to be right and somebody has to be wrong. You just Nobody happens. has to be right. Oh yeah, somebody has to be right. Somebody has to be wrong. It just happens to be us who are right. Nobody has to be right. None of this has to be right. 
We're hoping. That's not true. Some, some, somebody has to be right. Of all the things out there, somebody ha- there's somebody that has to be oh, right. Oh, yeah. And everybody starting else- to think it's Jehovah's Witnesses, guys. It means everybody else is wrong. <laughs> Therefore, somebody's right and somebody's wrong. I'm starting okay. to think Jehovah's Witnesses got something going. Oh, okay, we're, we're steering this ship in a regular AI way that we don't need to go. We're, let's yeah, get back to this Tessa. happens a lot. Sorry, Tessa. Let's get back to Tessa here. Let's get back to Tessa. Okay, so let's recap here really fast, really quickly. Let's let's go. Let's let's recap. So old house, your grandfather dies in. You have these night terrors that we all hear at yeah, abductions. You have these night terrors that go on for four years, same time of the week. You have this sleep paralysis incident to where this old black stringy haired lady is rocking with her knees hugged to her chest in the corner and a doctor comes in, shoots her up with a needle. She comes and jumps on your chest and she starts eating you while you can't move. Yes. Then you have. What else happened there? Oh, you see the apparition with your grandmother sitting on the. It's been so much. I can't even keep up. You see that you're having a conversation with the apparition of your grandmother who looks terribly afraid, jumps up out of the bed, holding a porcelain doll that falls to the ground and her leg gets broken off. The same time you're going through these night terrors in air quotes again for all those listening abductions. <laughs> the same time that you're having your limbs removed in these surgeries, your this porcelain doll's limb breaks off. And then you move from that nightmare of a house into another nightmare of a house to where you have phones in the house paging other phones in the house you have you have cats really big cats opening hook latch doors and opening the door and slamming it back really really hard you have flannel man sitting out in your driveway just just creeping like just some old creeper just staring through just chilling i mean straight chillaxing in a lawn chair looking in your window, all right? And I know, guys, look, I know for sure that story is true. I know 100% without a doubt that story is true because... You were the guy in the flannel. No, because Tessa is always eating. Every time that I've ever been around her, she's constantly (laughs) eating. She's munching on something. So I know without a shadow of a doubt she was up in the middle... She was up in the middle of the night going to get a snack. Without a doubt. I was. Then we have war drums, Indian apparitions, Native American apparitions in full headdress. We have owls coming to somebody's window, which is totally normal animal behavior. Yeah. Holy crap. 
Tessa, how do you how do you sleep at night? (laughs) That's why y'all camp so much. I figured it out. That's why y'all camp so much. You gotta get out of that house. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna go out on a limb here. Um, and I'm no expert by any means. No expert. But I feel like you, your grandmother was probably there in some way, shape, or form to try to give you comfort at a time when you were being abducted on the reg and having surgeries performed on you until yeah. until you, you they finally used you up for what they wanted done and you blew up a place that they wanted blown up in some other alternate timeline, reality, dimension, space. I don't know. I don't know where you were or who you blew up, but you did exactly what they wanted done and they were done with you. Now, there's this phenomena out there that people talk about and they start having these like regression memories and all this stuff come about that they call twenty and back. Now, I don't even know if you how much you boys have looked into twenty and back situations, but there's people out there that say and will will claim and have all these memories of being taken from somewhere when they were a child, usually around the same age Tess is talking about right now that she was. And going and living like this whole other life or like she's talking about coming in and out and you're doing these jobs and these projects for these gray aliens or other alien races sometimes. But I've heard people talk about being soldiers in like these cosmic wars. I've heard about them being like working in these factories, doing all these different things. And then when they're done there, they wake up right where they left off here in their own little timeline in their own, you know, physical body. So I think that may be a possibility. If if I'm leaning toward anything, that's it. In that situation. And maybe just possibly with all that, it's really open Tessa. Uh, this is just my opinion. I feel like it may have opened you up to experience a whole lot of stuff out there behind the veil that most other people just don't see. Well, I wish it wouldn't have been me. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> and I'm sorry that it was you. I mean, look, this is super, <laughs> this is super entertaining stuff, <laughs> but to be the one going through it. Yeah. I'm sure that it's, I'm sure that it's, it's sure that it sucked that sounds terrible and i'm sorry that we're going to use you in the future for (laughs) for our paranormal investigations it's okay actually i'm not even really sorry about that you know what you you find tools and you use them you're not sorry at all (laughs) (laughs) we're just going to have to sacrifice yours and connor's gifts and you know whatever toll it takes on y'all, we'll be here for moral support. It's all I know to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, Tessa, we we really appreciate you coming on here. We really do. I'm sorry, 
and I hate that that campground Wi-Fi is so terrible. And we we had to make you repeat a bunch of stuff. Sorry for that. That's only the eighth time you've told Justin these stories, so that's we're sorry for that. That's <laughs> well, no, I've only heard most of these stories once. Now, a couple of them we may have talked about a little bit to try to get more clarification. What? 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 Tessa, you're frozen again. Are you guys there? Yeah, we're here. We've always been here. We will always be here. (laughs) This Wi Fi is awful. (laughs) yeah it is Uh, all right Tess is there anything else you'd like to share before we uh, before we jump off here anything I think she's frozen again guys this uh oh she there we've been here again Justin. Tessa. <laughs> Hello from the outside. Did you hear that? <laughs> the power of Adele broke through. There she oh is. Oh, my God. I heard it. <laughs> now y'all know what I have to do every time somebody's <laughs> Wi-Fi starts getting janky. I got to hit them with some Adele. Just saying it. <laughs> All right, Tess, anything else you'd like to share before we jump off of here? Nope, I think that covers it. Okay. Well, we appreciate your time. We appreciate your stories. And more than anything, we appreciate you being so positive through all this and talking about it and and being able to laugh and smile about it and say, you know what? It sucked, but here I am, and I'm killing it. (laughs) Yeah. But thank you guys for letting me come on here. Well, thank you. Thank you Absolutely. for being here. And keep us updated. Anything else that's going on, keep us updated. I will. I will. All right, All right Tessa. Thanks a lot. Thank you, guys. See you later. Yes, See you, Tessa. Now the internet won't let her hang up. Yeah, it won't even let her hang up. Won't even let her get off the call. It's taking awkwardly long for her to leave. <sighs> There's a few things that we need. Stupid internet. I just need to talk about a few things. We need need to talk about a few things. Yeah. So, like I said earlier, I've heard most of those stories. She hit me with a couple that I I hadn't heard of. Hey, Justin, did you stop recording? No. Oh, okay. Sorry. (laughs) I have, like, there's... A few things I wanted to hash out with you boys that I didn't want to be like, hey, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's her because they didn't want to be like the guy that was like gloom and doom. Yeah, and I don't even know if we should be – I don't know even know if – should we stop recording before we talk about this? Yeah. <laughs> All right, Lance, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? I don't know. It just – I don't <sighs> All right, so, like, I don't believe in ghosts. Boom. Aliens. 
there's more, I want to say, evidence for. But I'm not entirely sure that there's a master race of aliens out there. Okay. And as she was going through extremely descriptive details. Like when she said the laced up boots of the flannel guy. Yeah. That caught, my, that caught my attention. She was like descriptive details. On yes. The colors, the half. laced like, up boots. Yeah, that you would have to I mean obviously she probably has a very good memory and you know, in his in his he's probably very good at explaining things anyway. She just kind of has that kind of vibe about her. She was so descriptive things that to me it just felt like really ominous, like really, really ominous. In that when so many things were kind of, I don't know, happening to her at such a young age that over and over and over again, boys, it felt like a it feels like a haunt and it feels like a like something not good around. See, I know we should have stopped recording because now she's going to go back and listen to this episode and be terrified. <laughs> well, that's why I didn't want to be. I didn't want to say like, uh, <laughs> I guess I, I it's okay, Tessa. JK. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. <laughs> well, I think she probably realizes everything that we're saying here. And I mean, you guys seen how she told these stories. She was trying. She was doing it with a smile on her face. She was doing it, you know, laughing at the end of it. And I guess only somebody that's that's went through these things and found closure for some of these things could talk about them and be able to do it with a smile. But while she was telling me these stories the first time, that's some of the things I was telling her, like, you know, Tess, I'm not trying to freak you out or anything like, but this don't sound good at all. Not for a lack for a better term. It's not normal. <laughs> it's, it's paranormal. <laughs> I think this would be an old term that I heard the, the other day that I don't know why we ever got rid of, but super normal. They changed that one with supernatural, and I like super normal way better. <laughs> just, Wouldn't that be extremely regular? <laughs> maybe. Maybe. <laughs> so <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't, super, wouldn't supernatural be extremely natural? Yeah. Maybe they were telling us that the whole time. They're part of nature. I don't know, boys. I mean, the stories, and that's just like the tip of the iceberg because her family, her mom, her dad, her cousin, like her brother, they all have stories, all of them. And like she covered, you know, some of the family stories in that as well. And I'm glad that she did that just so we could get a big, bigger picture of, you know, it's not just her. Now, look, don't get me wrong. She's she's a magnet. But it's like the whole family have been. And now, like Ryan said, her mom, total skeptic. She'll she'll ride it off every single time. She probably has. Like, I don't know her mom, but she probably has a lot more stories. She's probably letting on. That's why oh, she's such a skeptic. The, the more that I'm around her, the more stories come out of her. Yeah. And and I'm like, oh, so I, I, every time she tells a story, I'm like, right, that's the cat, definitely, definitely the cat, for sure. It doesn't matter what it's about, <laughs> it's a cat. I don't think it's that Debbie's holding back on stories. I think it's that 
she just overlooks things because she doesn't believe in that kind of stuff. Kind of yeah. like me. There could be yeah. something happening right now, and I wouldn't pay attention to that's, it. I was that's a, kind of I was alluding to. Like she just such a skeptic that stuff that we would probably be like, hmm, that yeah. She just just writes it off as no big deal. Yeah, but now her dad, her dad Jimmy, total believer. Like straight up, he is in it. Like this whole thing started. Ryan was down at, the, at we were we were all camping. Ryan's down at the river with his family fishing, and he comes back up and he's like, Justin, dude, I just heard something weird across the river. I have no idea what it was, but I heard something weird. I heard like this, what I thought was chatter, and then I heard, uh, well, I don't know, you tell it, Ryan. Oh, that what, was, oh, yeah. I'm glad you said that. I completely forgot about that. But we were down next to the river, and my son comes walking over, and my daughter, Emma, and I'm just, I'm telling him to stop, stop. I'm hearing something up the the cliff side and you know well there's cliffs over there and then up the mountaintop just keeps going it's all wooded and i'm hearing this weird ass just it's hard to explain it's like chatter back and forth from two different points and i'm asking my wife i'm like are you hearing this she's like hearing what from her side of it when she was down the river from us, of course, there were more, you know, the water gets swifter down there, a little bit louder. She didn't hear anything. I'm up here in the, in the calmer pools, you know, trying to fish. And, but my chip, my, my kids heard it and they were like, yeah, I heard that dad. Like, what the crap was that? Well, we weren't catching anything and the kids were ready to go make s'mores. So I get up there. I'm like, Justin, dude, I think Sasquatch was trying to talk to me. <laughs> Well, at this time, when Ryan says this, and you know, we're I'm I'm poking at him, picking a little fun, you know, ha ha, hey he, yeah, you just, you, it was definitely Bigfoot, blah blah blah. And not to interrupt you, but yes, he made fun of me when I came <laughs> to him with an incident that may or may not have been anything. So you see why it's hard for me to say things, Lance. Hey, it's supposed to be a safe place. It's only safe place for guests, not mm-hmm. co-hosts. Gudgy with Ryan. Uh, yeah, this is only a safe place with guests. Don't I don't be, have to be safe. Nah, man, don't you be judgy with Ryan when he comes to you with a Sasquatch encounter. Exactly. No, don't you no. get judgy with Ryan when he comes to you with a UFO experience. Don't you be judgy with Ryan. When he tells you that he saw an apparition standing on the riverbank with him, don't you dare <laughs> be judgy with Ryan when he gives you any type of information about anything. I'm found, not going to be I found dragons, damn it. <laughs> I'm not going to be judgy with anybody else in the world, anybody else in the world. You when it comes says, to, do you know who says things like that? Judgy people, you people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The only person that I'm ever going to be judgy toward when they come to me with this stuff is that man right there, Ryan the Rat Lift himself. That's who I'm going to be judgy with. And if you guys want to see why, go back to our second episode that we ever did called The Paranormal Psychology or Spirituality and listen to him. Talk about what a bunch of hooey everything in the paranormal was for a solid hour. He didn't say hooey like big, big a lot of hooey. 
Bigfoot's not paranormal. It's, it's a living thing. Uh, is he? What proof? Cryptids and paranormal are two different things. Are they? Are they? Yes. How do you how how do you know that? How do you know it's flesh and blood? Tell me why are, that's true. Well, then, what are you going to tell the people that shot them? Those witnesses that did they find Wes them? is interviewed. I've seen so many of those bodies pop up on places. Did they find them? I don't think they found them. Explain to me why cryptids and paranormal are true. So those guys are lying on their experience. Is that what you're saying? No, but did they find okay. a body? Did they find a dead body that no. was bleeding out? No. Then they they don't have to tell me the difference. You can shoot a ghost now. Is that what you're telling me? I just need a nine millimeter when we go ghost hunting. I'll just pop some ghost cap. Same thing as shooting a wood booger. It's the same thing. Same still like you still like gonna have a body. You still like gonna have a body. It's the same thing. Not if I find out who the ghost was and dig their ass up. Okay, we're getting we're out, we're out of control. We're out I of control here, guys. We should have stopped recording. Airheads, they're out of control. <laughs> All right, guys. So uh, let's kill this thing. Let's kill this episode for the day. I thought uh, Hill folk, you guys out there listening, sorry that the conversation was was laggy, and and I'm going to try to go back and edit some of the longer pauses out, and maybe try to to condense the conversation in a little better way to make it not as hard on, on y'all as it was for us trying to hear some of it. Tessa at no fault of her own, the place she was staying, the Wi-Fi is jacked up. I know from experience. So we're just thankful that she came on. We're thankful that she was confident enough to come on and tell her stories and we appreciate her for that. So please, no negative comments about the Wi-Fi and it being hard to hear. That's the best stories y'all have heard on Appalachian Intelligence by far, period. Leave it yeah. at that. Leave it at that and be happy about it. Just be happy. Don't worry. Be happy now. Sorry. Don't worry. <laughs> be happy. All right. That's enough. Now that we've tortured you guys with our uh, our <laughs> reggae atrocious acapella, our reggae uh, acapella trio, there we're going to get out of here. So, Lance, Ryan, I love you, boys. Love you guys. I don't know if I'm going to be able to sleep tonight after all those stories. Those were good ones. Sure. I'm going straight to bed. <laughs> Heal, folk. Thanks for tuning in again. Remember. Subscribe to all of our, uh, or subscribe to our YouTube channel. Be sure to follow us on all of our social medias. Please rate and review. Leave a five-star. I'll tell you what. I heard this the other day from us. What is is getting ready to be, or it's coming to be a close contact of of the show. Go on there and leave a five-star rating, and then just say whatever you want to say. You can leave a five-star rating and then bash us. I don't care. You can say what you want to say. I'm going to read it, but just leave the five-star rating anyway. Yeah. That way way we still look good. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, Um, before we go, big shout out because they're all time shouting us out. Hollow Sky Podcast. Guys, keep checking them out. Their new episode is amazing. It's got me on pins and needles right now. I'm ready to hear the rest of the second part. And 
you know, let's give some love to our buddy Maverick and Nick out on the West Coast there. Dystopia is awesome. This little segment they're doing on pepper-free steak. Yeah. Go check them out, guys. Go check them out. They're awesome. We We love those boys. They love us. They push us as much as we push ourselves. So flock there. Give them your love. Give them the the old Hill Folk community love. And until next time, we'll see you guys later.